everybody. It's so good to see you. Welcome to Church on the Rock. I would like to say happy birthday. We are celebrating 30 years as a church this weekend, and I'm very, very excited to be able to celebrate with you. And the reason I say happy birthday to you is because you are the church. Come on, somebody. That's you, right? And so if the church is 30, you're a part of that story. You're a part of this, you're a part of this chapter in the story of our church. Uh, if you're a guest, I would love to just say welcome to Church on the Rock. Thanks for being here. You're probably thinking, I thought you were brand new because you're in a high school auditorium. That's actually not the case. Uh, we're celebrating 30 years, three decades of ministry this weekend. We actually own a piece of property and a building, and it's right next door. And the reason that we gather together in this auditorium is because our church has experienced some incredible growth, and we're really seeing God do some great things here. And so our current location, uh, and some of you know this already and others of you uh, would not know this, but our current location is what we now call Camp Rock Kids. And so all of the next generation, all of our kids, they have the entire campus over there, the entire place. And so they gather there and we gather here. We've got transportation systems to set, to, uh, set up so that moms and dads can get back to their kids uh, in a timely manner. But God's just doing a good thing here at our church. And so that's why God has us here currently currently amen and that we know we're believing and trusting god that he has a home for us a permanent home for our future but in this season this is us this is what god's called us to we embrace it we enjoy it and quite frankly we love it to be honest with you we have a great partnership with san augustine high school an incredible relationship here god's giving us influence in ways that we otherwise would not have had and so we just embrace the season and just say thank you lord for where we are isn't that right everybody amen amen Listen, before I get into anything else, our founding pastors are on the front row right here. And I would love, please, if you would both stand uh, to your feet. We're going to give you guys some honor uh, this morning. I want you guys, please, if you would, put your hands together. Turn so everybody can see you a little bit. I've asked our production team to put you on camera. There you go. There you go. So this is Pastor Tom and Miss Nancy, and they are the reason that we are here, quite frankly. And so 30 years ago, I guess now a little over 30 years ago, God, God put it in their hearts to start a church. And in uh, all of us, whether you know them or not is irrelevant to the fact that they've had influence in you, in your story. And, and they've, they've had influence in me and my story. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. And they've, they've really done something that honestly I don't think God wired in me to do. There are a lot of people that God calls to begin churches, and I just don't think that's the call that's on me, but I do think that God called me to continue the tradition and the mission of this church. And so he, he built me differently. He called them to begin it, and he asked me to continue it. But I just want you guys to know how much I love you. I don't feel bad for crying when I say thank you for your personal investment into me and what that has done. I truly appreciate it. I love you guys so much. One more time, please. Oh, man. I, I do cry a lot. Again, if you're a guest, get used to it. Uh, if you're anybody a sympathy puker, you know what that is? That's like if someone pukes, you're puking too. 
Um, if you're a sympathy crier, look out. You're going to cry at Church on the Rock if you call this church your home. Uh, in fact, this weekend, I don't know if I have time for this story, but I'll tell it quickly. Start my time for me, brother. That's going to make sure that I stay on time. But uh, this weekend, uh, I'm a hunter. I'm a deer hunter. And this weekend, I had uh, a, little, a sidekick. I had me a little hunting buddy, a nine-year-old in our church by the name of Lucas. He's a great little kid, and we had a fun time this weekend. And uh, so we were in the truck, we, we did some traveling and some deer hunting and stuff together, and we were in the truck, and he said something to me that caught me off guard, and he mentioned that I cry all the time at church. And I thought, when you have a reputation with a nine-year-olds, you've got a problem. Something is wrong. And, uh, and he said, yeah, you do, you cry a lot. And he said, every time church is ending, you cry. I think you're sad that it's over. And so apparently... <laughs> Apparently, we have discovered the reason for my tears. I don't like when church ends, everybody. That's what I was told this weekend. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, I want to talk about a couple of things, some announcements, some things that are up and coming in the near future of our church, things that you can look forward to engaging with. And then I'm going to get into some stories and a message here today. Um, but I want to start with this, that next month on December the 4th, which coincidentally is my parents' anniversary of like 118 years, I think it is. It's been a long time. Uh, they've been married forever, uh, to God be the glory. But on December the 4th, which is next weekend, we're going to start a brand new sermon series. It's a Christmas series. We're going to put the festive thing on. We are going to do Christmas well here at Church on the Rock. And we're going to start a series called Unto Us. There's a scripture in Isaiah 9 where the prophet said, unto us this child is born. And then there's this description of who this child is and who this child would be. And so for the month of December, we're going to unpack it. What, it, what, what, it, what are these descriptions? And, and, and who is this Jesus? And what does that mean in my personal life? How does that look today? And so we're going to unpack it on December the 4th, brand new message series starting. So if you're festive and you love Christmas, you're going to love this series. On December 11th, the very next weekend, we're going to do something really special that we do. We, it's become an annual tradition over the last handful of years here. And what we're going to do on December 11th is something that we call an impact offering. And here's what that day is. And I want to, I want to tell you about it because I want you to prayerfully prepare for it. So several years back, God just put it in the heart of our church leadership that we just believe with all of our heart what the Bible says, first of all. Uh, that, amen. That was a good spot right there. It was like a soft pitch. You just hit that one. We believe what the Bible says. We believe it is the inerrant, perfect word of God. And so one of the things that the Bible says is that it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so in the leadership of our church, we just decided, well, what if we just decided to be complete givers? And so I want you to know something, that we give all of the time. All year long, your giving is making a difference because we're making a difference locally, nationally, and internationally all year. But we just decided, what if we took one weekend, just one, and we just gave the entire offering away, all of it, like 100% of it? And that's what we'll be doing on December the 11th. And here's what I want to ask you, church, is just pray. What, just ask God, God, what would you ask me to do? How would you ask me to give? There's no pressure. There, like, we're not going to say, hey, we believe God's calling you to give this. We don't. That's not our business, one, and that's not our responsibility, two. And we just simply say, would you just go before the Lord, let God lead you, and on December the 11th, every dollar that comes in that day, we're going to redistribute out uh, into... Uh, 
organizations, missionaries, people's lives to go make a difference. It's going to be a fun and unique day. We've got a couple of special treats there I'm not going to tell you about today. You'll see when you come on December 11th. Does that sound good, everybody? So let's just pray. Let's, we'll be right in the midst of that uh, series, and we'll talk about the mighty God that we serve and the way that he moves in people's lives when we are obedient in generosity. And then a couple other things, these are, whoa, about knocking my table over. These are really important, and so listen up, listen up, all right? We are going to be hosting at Church on the Ark a Christmas Eve service on December the 24th. Christmas Eve, we will be hosting it at 4 p.m. in this auditorium. What time are we going to meet, everybody? Where are we going to meet? In this auditorium, and this will be an all-family uh, kind of affair. And so all of your kids, please bring them in. Nothing will be happening next door at the Camp Rock Kids location. Everything will be happening right here. And we're just going to celebrate the birth of Jesus together on that day at 4 p.m. And we, we intentionally slid it forward in the day enough, hoping that if you have Christmas Eve traditions, it still fits in your calendar and in your schedule, and you can be here and then go be a part of that. And we're going to celebrate together on December the 24th on Christmas Eve. Does that sound good? Everybody, would love to see you there. And then lastly, listen, this is so important, pay attention, that on Christmas Day, Sunday, December the 25th, we will meet online only. Where are we going to meet? Only. Don't show up here. You will be alone. And you can. And you can pray. And you can sing. You can even preach. You can do whatever you want to do. That's fine. But we are not going to do that. Here's what we're going to do. We're actually going to pre-record a service. It's going to be the very end, sort of the conclusion of the Unto Us sermon series. And it's going to be a condensed service. Okay, so we're going, to pa we're going to package together a shortened video. And we're going to have that thing produced and, and, re and ready early, early, probably before anybody is awake, except for young parents putting together trampolines and things like that. Other than you, we're going to, put, we're going to premiere that thing out there so that you can partake in that service at any point throughout the day that it serves you best. It's, it's going to be on our website. It'll be on YouTube. And if you guys just decide that, hey, at some point, we're going to make this a part of our Christmas experience, then you have it at your leisure to do it your way. Does that sound good, everybody? So that's December. I just want you guys to know what's coming in, in December, and this is how we're going to finish our year together. Sound good? All right, all right. I want to get into today's topic, and I want to start with prayer. Can I do that? Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for 30 years, three decades of ministry in our community. Lord God, thank you so much for the lives that have been changed in this church. Thank you, Father, for all the things that you have done, the miracles that have taken place, the people that now have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life because of the obedience of those faithfully called to serve in this church. God, thank you so much for the people that have stories to tell of your supernatural healing in their bodies, their marriages being restored, their finances getting in order, for people, Lord God, who learn to submit and put you first above all things in their life because of the faithfulness of this church. God, thank you for three decades of ministry. Thank you so much for every person that has been a building block of this story and of this church. And God, we eagerly anticipate all the things that you're going to do in our future. We believe there are decades and decades and decades of ministry to come here at Church on the Rock. So God, in this moment, we open up our hearts and we say, do what you do once again here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So I want to talk to you for a minute, uh, if I can. I feel like recently God has been doing this really cool thing in my heart. And so uh, again, um, I, I'm, I'm a deer hunter. And so because of that, I, I will take some time off sometimes and just go be in the woods. I like days like today, everybody, 
I love them. I love gray, cold, wet days. They just, they, they are perfect for me. It makes me feel like it's winter. It makes me feel like I should be outside. I should be in pursuit of the whitetail. Come on, amen. Any hunters in the room other than me, I would love your support right now. I just, I love the, this weather and I love these kind of days. And so uh, when I get off into these atmospheres and I get off into the woods, I'm going to be really honest with you. Let me just talk about my most recent one. How about that? I, I went away for a few days. I was with some great company, some incredible friends, and we were just hunting and hanging. And when I was out there, I'm going to be honest with you, and I hope this doesn't put a demerit on me in some, of your, in some of your hearts or thoughts about me as a leader or as a pastor, but when I went to hunt, I was not trying to think about Church on the Rock. But I'll be honest, I wasn't trying not to think about it either. I was just like, I'm just going to hang with my buddies, and I'm going to go hunt. And that, that was what, all that was in my mind, and that's all that was in my heart. And so I wasn't not trying to think about you, but I really wasn't trying to either. And, and in, these, in these days that I had, I, here's what I loved and what I began to recognize is that the spirit of the living God is always at work. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. Because apparently, without me necessarily even recognizing it, I wasn't cognitively like in an effort to do something, the spirit of God was at work inside of me. And what I recognized was I was processing thought, and I was processing it in a way that I didn't even recognize. The leaders in the room, maybe you own a business, oversee a department, lead your family, whatever, whatever, you'll understand that oftentimes there's, they're like, you're so consumed with the most immediate next step or decision or moment that sometimes we don't get real space to just process thought. Does that make sense? And so when I was out there in the woods, I apparently was just processing thought, and I didn't even know it. And so as a leader, there are t- I'm trying to think of like, all right, let's improve here. Let's do this. Let's serve these people better. Let's tweak this. Let's out- constantly, this is who I am. I always want to be better. It's just my personality. And somewhere along the way, I wish that I could tell you that it was a Tuesday night in the woods, in the deer stand. I have no idea. I don't know. But somewhere along the way, I felt as if the Spirit of God spoke to me. Like, it was almost like I heard, you know, the Bible calls it like a still, small voice. And it was as if I heard the whisper of God. Just say something into my heart. And here's what he said. Hey, God is on the move at Church on the Rock. It's what I heard. God is on the move at Church on the Rock. And I thought to myself, you know what? He really is. He really, really is. And then I began to think about that even more, even more, and even more. And I began to think as, as we were approaching this day and celebrating all that God has done here, I began to think more and more and more about the things that God has done in our church over time, recently, 20 years ago, you know, whatever. I mean, I've been a part, I've, this church has been my home for 23 years, everybody. I like to tell people I've seen the very best and the very worst the Church on the Rock. I know the story. I'm as ingrained into the DNA of this place, I feel like, as anybody could be. I love this church. I always have. And I begin to think about stories of just what I knew in the tenure that I've been here about what God has done. And it brought me to this scripture, and this is where we're going to start this morning. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, we're not going to dig deep into this. There's just a few things that I want to emphasize and I want to highlight this morning. 
But the Bible says this, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. I love these, I love these words here. Salvation and power. And that just sound good. Many of us in this room have experienced salvation. Like we've experienced the saving power of Jesus, but at the same time, there are some of us that are like, man, I want some of that power. And they go together, everybody. Power comes from Christ Jesus alone. And the Bible says it has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. And the one who accuses them before God day and night. He's been thrown down to the earth. And here's where I want to focus and emphasize this morning, verse 11. And they have defeated him. Now, now l- l- let me break it all down. And they, that's those who are in Christ. That's, the, that's what the verse has, has already talked about. We've experienced salvation and power. Have defeated him. That's talking about Satan, our adversary. Verse 10 called him the accuser of the brethren. That he stands before the Lord. Now I want you to think about this. All day and night making accusations about you. That's, that's pretty awful. And so the Bible is telling us that they, the church have defeated him, the accuser, and I want you to notice how they defeat him. How do you and I, followers of Christ Jesus, defeat our adversary? And the Bible says it's by the blood of the lamb and by your testimony. Can I put that in a, in a more like common phrase that you might understand? By your story. Like by what God has done in you. And I love the fact that the Bible emphasizes salvation and power. And then how do I overcome this enemy of my soul? I overcome this enemy by that salvation and power through the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me make a bold statement right here. There is no salvation in anyone else alone. Jesus is the centerpiece of civilization and the only way to access the Father. I will say that out loud boldly, like it or not, it doesn't bother me. That is the truth. That is what I believe. That is what we preach and declare as followers of Jesus. And because of his shed blood, I have been invited, you, me, followers of Jesus, into a relationship that is clothed in salvation and power. It gives me victory over the accuser, that blood. But also in conjunction with that is my story that I get to tell. The thing that God has done in me, the things that God is doing in me, the work of his hand in my life, in your life. And so when I was in the woods the other day, and I, and I felt as though I was on my trip. I don't know if I was in a truck, a camper, a tree. I don't know. I just know that I heard from the Spirit of God that, hey, hey, man. It was almost like he had to remind me, like, hey, pastor, God is on the move at Church on the Rock. And it was like, I, I thought, like, oh, my gosh, yeah. It's incredible the things that God is doing in our church, and that's the first thing that I want you to hear me say, that God is on the move at Church on the Rock. And then I want to tell you a story. And this is, as soon as, I, as, as, soon as that became like, like an awakening, an awareness, so to speak, in my heart, I immediately was confirmed by a story. And I'm going to tell you the story, okay? Just a few weeks ago, 
we were at our, our, our Tuesday morning prayer service. And by the way, those happening every Tuesday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. and the whole world's welcome. If you ever want to come, just come. If you can only be there for 20 minutes, hang for 20. doesn't matter. It's just a plug. Prayer is powerful. We believe in it. That's when we do it corporately and together. And if you can make it, we would love to have you Tuesday morning, 7 to 8 a.m., right next door uh, in our, in our uh, Camp Rock Kids campus. We meet in the Maid Auditorium. And so we're at prayer, and there was this portion of prayer there is a portion of prayer where you can just sort of like, you're just like, we call it your prayer posture. Just like, go pray. Just, you, you go do your thing. And some people pace around. People will go out into the parking lot. People will sit outside. People will stay in the building. Some people stand. I mean, whatever. You'll just see all different expressions of people's preference on how they pray before the Lord. And I was in this moment, and, and, I'm, and we have these prayer lanyards that we communicate. And I'm giving you too much detail. I'm making this way too long. I'm in the parentheses of my head. Let me move this along. I was serving someone. Someone asked me, can we talk and pray together? And I said, absolutely. And so we go outside, and we're seated on uh, the steps uh, that, that are at the building over there, and we're just engaged, and we're, and we're talking, and we're preparing to pray together. And this was serious. Like, this person needed my attention desperately. And so I was fully engaged in this conversation. And we're probably 12 to 15 minutes from the end of our prayer hour. And about that time, a vehicle pulls into the parking lot. I don't think anything of this. People come and go during prayer all the time. I don't think anything of it. And a car pulls up and it parks pretty close. And two incredible people from our church, they get out. And uh, one of those people is Miss Bobby. Bobby with an I, by the way. Okay? That's Bobby with an I. That, when she told me her name years ago, she said, hey, I'm Miss Bobby uh, with an I. And I don't know why she threw that in there, but it, I was like, I will not forget ever. I have your name. I got it. And I watched Miss Bobby get out of the passenger side of her car with the assistance of her husband, Alan. Now, I'm fully engaged trying to serve someone, but I can't help because it's in my peripheral vision that I see her getting out of the car. And I remember my first thought was, she does not look well. She looks not good. And she begins to walk past me, headed into the auditorium, and she just kind of stops for a second, and she could tell, like, I was engaged with someone, but she felt, prop, like, I got to tell Pastor Josh, I feel like God called me to come here and be prayed for. And I'm like, I'm glad you're here. And so they make their way into the auditorium. Now, instantly, I want you to know what's going on internally, because I'm, I'm instantly going, Miss Bobby needs us. This person needs me. We've got about 12 minutes, and I'm trying to figure out how do I adequately serve everybody appropriately. And just then, here comes Pastor Aldrich walking in from the, uh, from the parking lot. He had been praying. And I was just like, hey, bro, time out. And I just go to Pastor Aldrich, and I said, hey, listen. Miss Bobby just walked in. She needs prayer. I'm serving. Can you, just, can you just take that? He said, I got you. AC goes inside. I go sit down, and I finish my time. And we finish right at the end, about, right about the end of the hour, right at 8 a.m., and I'm, I'm interested. I, I got to go in there. I got to see what's going on. And so I walk inside and I see uh, people surrounding Miss Bobby and Pastor Aldrich just leading this incredible moment. Of, I mean, he is just powerfully praying. It's, it's an incredible moment. And we just pray over her. Okay? And, and then that's it. And then the day ends. And then we fast forward to the following Sunday. And I'm standing right out in the lobby and it's before service. And I'm standing out in the lobby, and I'm engaged in a conversation, just talking with somebody. Just one of those, like, what's up? Good to see you. Woo! You know, that thing. I, I just high five. That's just me. 
and I'm engaged in this conversation. And so I'm talking to this person like this, and behind this person through the lobby goes Miss Bobby. And she goes by at a Miss Bobby pace. All right, Miss Bobby's spunky. She's got energy. This woman is not suffering from sadness. She don't have an energy deficiency. I mean, if you've ever been, come on, some of y'all know her. If you've ever been around her, I mean, she just lights the room up, right? And when she walked by, I was, I was thinking, I was so distracted by her because I was like, she looks amazing. Like, that's the Miss Bobby that I know. And I was so taken by it that I almost interrupted the conversation just to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I saw you Tuesday. You didn't look like this. You looked so good. But I reluctantly didn't do that. And I just stayed engaged in the conversation that I was in. But it, but it was like a mark in my mind. Like I, it, was, it was like, oh, my gosh. And then the next morning I left and I went on that trip. And late in that trip is when the Spirit of God was like, hey, man, God is doing great things. He's on the move at Church on the Rock. And I was like, yeah. And that story came to my mind. And then the, I get home early we were successful. Come on, where you at, Cody? And, uh, and I decided, let me just get kind of, let me just re-engage back into email, and let me just, let, let me sort of just gain, regain my altitude over the next day or so, and get back into serving. And I open up my email, and there's an email that's been forwarded to me that was sent to our church, and it's from Miss Bobby. And I want to read it. And she says, it's her own words, I just want to thank God and everyone that has prayed for me this last few weeks. God has done an amazing thing. A few weeks ago, I, I woke up feeling very strongly that God wanted me to go to Tuesday morning prayer. With all the blood I had lost over the weeks prior, I was very weak and spent most of my time in bed. But God gave me the strength and endurance to get up, shower, get dressed, and go to the church. Everyone was so wonderful, and God must have spoken to all of the leaders uh, and to the hearts of the people because they were already prepared to pray for me before I even asked. I was encouraged with words of faith by so many. I left the prayer meeting knowing God had moved and he was healing me. The bleeding stopped and by the next day, I became stronger and stronger each day. By the end of the week, I was feeling close to my old self again. We are so blessed to have such a true, loving church. I'm very thankful that God led us to Church on the Rock back in 2016. Thank you again. And this is Miss Bobby's story. I saw her that day, and my first thought was, she does not look well. And then I saw her whoop by days later, and I thought, that's the Miss Bobby that I know. And I wanted to make sure that I emphasize and remind our church that, listen to me, God is on the move at Church on the Rock. God does things like that in our church, weeks worth of issues and sickness, and then God can do something in a moment that can restore and can heal. God does amazing things. 23 years ago, God called me to be a part of this church. See, God's on the move in our church now, but listen to me, God's been on the move at our church. He's been on the move at Church on the Rock. When I became a part of the Church on the Rock family, you want to know what drew me to this church it wasn't fancy buildings. It wasn't, it wasn't beautiful architecture. You want to know what it was? It was that I sensed, felt, experienced God's power here. That's exactly what it was. I was called very, very young in my life to be a communicator of the gospel. I was called to preach. And people would open doors for me, and they would give me opportunities to come and preach to their youth groups. I mean, I, seriously, this sounds crazy, but 14 years old, I would stand in front of church families and preach to their entire churches, and I did this all of the time. And there was no place 
not one, that opened the door to me to communicate more than Church on the Rock. I didn't attend Church on the Rock when I first began to preach and God called me into ministry. I wasn't a part of this church family. I've really only been a part of two church families my whole lifetime. But I loved coming to Church on the Rock. I got more opportunities to communicate here than ever before or than anyone else. But there was something else that was going on here that just drew my heart to this church. And what was going on here is that I wasn't just being given opportunities to communicate. I was getting to see behind the curtain. I got to see what ministry is. I knew long before God called me to be a pastor that pastors unclog disgusting toilets. I learned that they sweep floors and they carry things. And I learned that they stay late so that they can talk and counsel and pray. And they get up extra early so that they can be spiritually prepared for whatever may face them. I learned that they are the first in. They are the last out. I saw behind the scenes enough to know that they don't just carry the pressure of the day. They carry the pressure of the lives of every person in their church. And I got that here. And I longed, I was like, God, I want to be in that church. I want that to be my church. But I was in another church. And somehow, I've been, in, I've been an idiot a lot of times in my life, by the way, a lot of times. But somehow, I, I just think it's the Spirit of God. I had a certain wisdom as a teenager. And I knew I couldn't come be a part of Church on the Rock unless God would do that. God had to like, tell me that. I couldn't just do it. I mean, I would have I loved to. Driver's license would have been a lot helpful too, <laughs> you know. But uniquely and coincidentally, when I'm 16 years old is when God gave me the call. I'm, I'm going to do this as fast as possible. But I was being prayed for by Pastor Tom at the front. You know, we'll have prayer partners down here. And I walked down to the front of the church years ago in the building that doesn't even exist anymore. And I was just being proud. I just, I don't know. I was like, I just love this church. By the way, uh, their youngest son uh, is my peer. So we graduated together. We were close friends. And so I would stay the night at their house intentionally on Saturday nights because it gave me opportunities to be at Church on the Rock on Sunday mornings. I, d I did that very strategically all the time because I was like, well, I mean, it's not my church. But if I stay the night, I, well, that was kind of the, <laughs> the thing. And so I would just wind up at the church all the time. And so one Sunday morning, I'm, I'm down there and I'm, and I'm praying. And, and then if you know Pastor Derek, everybody, that is also their son, their middle son, who also married my sister and is my brother-in-law. And so you can see all the ties, right? Like we're family. That was all in parentheses back to my story. And so I go down for prayer. And I don't have any reason to be prayed for. I'm, I'm, just, I'm here. I'm at Church on the Rock. And God moves here. Pray for me. Let's do it. I'm 16 years old and I'll never forget it ever in my life. Pastor Tom... He's praying, and he turns off his microphone. He, he had a mic, I guess, similar to this one. He turns it off, and he leans into my ear, and he begins to give me a word from the Lord. And here's what he said. Josh, I believe with all my heart. He said this on the microphone, actually. I believe with all my heart God has a word for you. And here's the word. God has big plans for you at Church on the Rock. And then he turns his mic off and he leans into my ear and he said, when this service ends, please go to my office. 
And I said, yes, sir. And service ends, and we go into the office. I'll never forget. He sits down, and he said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I would never, ever, ever do what I just did ever because I know you're a pastor, and I know you're not a part of this church. But, Josh, I'm telling you, if I wouldn't have said those words, I would have been disobedient to the Lord. There's no pressure. I just need, I had to say it because I knew God wanted me to say it. But I, I don't, I'm not trying to take you from your church. You remember this? I'll never forget. I'll be, like, if I ever lose my mind, I'll remember this. And I'll remember the first time I ever saw my wife. No doubt about it. I'll never forget that either. And I, I said, okay, thank you, you know. And I just began to pray about it from time to time. I got to move quick. It was weeks later, weeks later. There was a special event happening at Church on the Rock, and it was going to be on a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday morning. And I asked my parents, can I stay with Danny all weekend? Because I just wanted to be a part of the events that were taking place. And it was Saturday night, one of these events, and there was like praise and worship going on, and, and they were guests that had been brought in. And I'm just worshiping. I'm just being an attender, man. I like it here. I'm just showing up. And a woman that I've never seen before, or since, who has no idea who, I'm just some kid in the church, and I see her get up from where she is, and she makes her way through some people that were praying and worshiping, and she walks all the way down the aisle, and she comes to the row right in front of me, and she walks all the way down the row, and she just stops right in front, looking dead in my face, and I'm thinking, this is a little awkward, hello, <laughs> and here's what she says to me, the Lord's given me a word for you. And he told me to tell you that he has big plans for you at Church on the Rock. I was staggered. It was the exact same language that I had heard some weeks before. And I'm almost floored. And I said, thank you. And I began to pray every day about it then. God, I'm listening. And the long story short is that I met with my pastor and I met with Pastor Tom and we prayed together and we all had conversation and I transitioned from that church to this church with his blessing. I still see him all the time. In fact, we text, we call, we love each other. I love bumping into him in public places. And he said, tell Pastor Tom, I'm gonna give him one of my best. It was one of the nicest compliments I'd ever received. And ever since I've been a part of this church 23 years, I had no idea God would ask me to be the pastor here. I didn't know that then, I was just a kid. I just wanted to be a part of what God was doing, and I loved this church. And the reason I always wanted to be at Church on the Rock is because God's on the move at Church on the Rock. And I thought of all, the, all kind of other stories, and I'm just going to shotgun through in the, in the minutes that we have remaining. I thought of I thought of Dave and Ruth. who gave, gave their lives to Christ here in this church. They have a restored marriage because of God's work at Church on the Rock. I'll never forget the morning that I met them, talking to them. And the first thing they ever said, they had been attending our church a couple of weeks, and the first thing they ever said to me was, God saved our marriage because Church on the Rock. I remember thinking like, man, that's incredible. How did we do that? Well, I'd like to see us do it again, you know? And then they told me where they lived, and I thought, oh, man, these people aren't going to last long. 
That's a long way away. And then they sold their house, moved into St. Augustine, just to be closer to this church. Dave is serving at Camp Rock Kids this morning. I saw him in the team huddle next door this morning, and Ruth was standing at the door welcoming people as they come in. God's on the move at Church on the Rock. They wouldn't know Jesus if it wasn't for them being a part of this church, and they do. And I'm not sure, according to them, they'd still be married if it wasn't for Church on the Rock and what God has done through us. These aren't going to be easy, but they're so good. I thought of Ashley. Who found freedom from the bondage of a former lifestyle and now fully understands her true identity in Christ Jesus and serves faithfully in our church to make a difference in the lives of others. I thought of Joe. Shout out to the Sadar family who are in deep snow watching online this morning. I love you guys. I thought of Joe who turned his heart toward God and God's people after decades of skepticism about church, church leaders, the institutions of religion, who had all questions about everything the church is and stood for. And I'm going to tell you right now that when we closed our doors during COVID, he might have been the loudest one in my ear saying, what are you doing? We need the church. Open the doors. You would talk about transformation. Somebody who stepped out of darkness and into light, who gave his life to Christ in this church, whose family now is engaged in the kingdom of God. His wife was an instrumental part of that. And I just think about him and his story and their family and their story. I think about Larry, who I hugged right over there in the lobby just, the, just last Sunday morning. And I think about the time that I stood beside his bed when he was on life support and not expected to make it. And I stood in the emergency room wondering if I would be doing his funeral in the next coming days. That was three, four years ago. And I gave him a hug standing in the lobby just over there while we talked with his family and his amazing daughter that's sitting right down in the center row who just got married. Congratulations to you guys. It was the same night that I walked into that ER to pray for Larry, that God gave me an encounter that I can't even explain. There was a young man sitting in a wheelchair, and, and when I was checking in to go back into the ER and pray with Larry and his family, I kept looking over at this young man, and I kept thinking, how do I know this guy? We must have went to school together. We must have worked somewhere together. Somehow we're, a, and I couldn't shake it. I walk in back into the ER and I pray and I do my thing. And as I'm walking out of the ER, I walked by him one more time and I couldn't connect. The, I'm like, I don't know how I know him, but I know him. You ever had that moment? I'm like, I know, I, I swear I do. And I'm going to my truck. I was leaving. I'm probably 75 yards away from the door. I'm, I'm probably closer to my truck than I am to the hospital. And I couldn't take it anymore. I just turned around. I got to figure this out. And I walked all the way back to meet Taylor, who I had never met, ever, a day in my life before. 
And the Holy Spirit would not let me go. And a friendship is born. He's like a little brother to me. And I've seen Taylor grow in his spiritual life and walk away from bondages and find freedom. He found his wife in this church. He's been redeemed and set free. He has a purpose and now he has a family and he's got a life in Christ. And if you're watching online, I know that I owe you a little venison and I want some of your pork belly too. So we'll just do a little trade and we'll family hang out. I love you. And then his wife, Stormy, who walked into our church trying to remain anonymous and stay in obscurity and stayed in the back row and wouldn't engage. She came late and left early on purpose. She now serves on our praise and worship team and other areas of our church and she's fully engaged in the lifeblood of who this church is. She's an essential ingredient to who we are as a church family and as a serve team. And I think about that story. I got so many more. I don't have time. I think of Miss Pat. Miss Pat's been a part of this church for a long time. And in her own words, says it this way I came to church on the rock broken, and this is where I got restored. That's her story. She, you want to talk about somebody that's been through it all. My goodness. Been through so much. Has been under my, my leadership her entire ride here at Church on the Rock. And when she showed up, it, it wasn't like it is today, man. It was different. I love you, Miss Pat. Thanks for your faithfulness. I think in the morning that, that, a, that a man by the name of Anthony was sitting in the third row weeping after service by himself. And I just walked over and sat down and I was like, what's up, man? What's going on? And this incredible guy who's become one of my closest friends, served for four years on the Church on the Rock staff, was a pastor here in our church, still engaged in our serve team. His family's still a part of them, all home, uh, doing some recovery from some illness. Shout out to the Quinterry family. Love you guys. And the things that God did in his life from, from that moment where he felt disconnected and disengaged. And it, was, and it was the love of Church on the Rock that got him reconnected into God's call on his life and his purpose. And then if you were here last Sunday and listened to Austin preach, he was the most important ingredient in Austin's story. Austin talked about how he was the one that embraced him after all access. When Austin felt like he didn't fit in and he couldn't be accepted and his past was too checkered and his, and his problems were too big, I don't know if I can fit around in this church. And it was Anthony was the first one to say, bro, you're just like the rest of us. You fit in. The house is for the broken. You belong here. And then Austin, last Sunday, was proclaiming the gospel and using his call of God on his life to be a communicator and a preacher and a, and a, and a, and a speaker for God's word. I have to quit. I have to quit. I could, I could look at faces in the room and tell stories of you and what God's done and the story that I know and the ways that I've seen God moving in the story of our church. The things that he does in people's lives when we engage the way that he's called us to. Here's my question. What's your story? What's your story? What is it? How's God moving in you? And I would love for you to tell us. Because some of you would have never known those stories if I didn't tell them. 
Some of you don't know who Taylor is. Some of you don't know Joe. Some of you have no idea. And I would, listen, would you tell us your story? Because we'd love to know, how's God moving in you? What's God doing in your life? How is God taking you to new freedoms, new dimensions, another height, a deeper level? What's God doing in you? We'd love for you to tell us, and you can tell us at cotr.live and click contact us. Please, 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 don't leave me hanging. Every time somebody else preaches in our church, people respond. Will you respond today for me? Would you, would you throw your pastor a bone? Tell us your story. It would mean a lot to us. Come on, people. <laughs> you make me wonder, am I a leader at all? Uh, all right, we're going to finish right here. I am over our time. Thank you for being gracious. We're going to finish right here. I believe with all my heart that God will continue to move at Church on the Rock. What God started in 1992 in the hearts of our founding pastors on the front row here, he intends to finish. He always has, and he always will. And you know what? I, there's going to come a day where I give it away. It's not going to be my job forever. It can't be. Because the call of this church is bigger than any one person or couple or team. It's bigger. Because the gospel will always need to be preached. Amen, everybody? We're going to finish with these two verses because some of you may be here today and maybe you've never experienced God the way that we've talked about it, the way that we've shared and told stories and testimonies of what God's done in our church. But Jeremiah 24, 7 says this. The Bible says, I will give them hearts that recognize me as Lord. And that's my prayer for you. It's my prayer for those of you that say, I want whatever that is. Everything you talk like, I want that kind of engagement. And I want that kind of encounter with God. My prayer this morning is that God would give you a heart that recognizes him as Lord. They will be my people, the Bible says, and I will be their God, for they will return to me wholeheartedly. I'm inviting some of you to come into the family of God. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And I just want to talk to those of you in the room, those of you online, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, but something's been happening in you. Maybe you've been sensing it for a long time. I would love to invite you into the family of God, and I'd love to invite you into the family of our church. So Austin said it about 13 times last week. I, I, I believe it. Like, I think you're the greatest people on earth. I really do. You amaze me, and I love calling you my church family, and I love being engaged in your lives, and I love us knowing what's going on and serving one another and pray. It's, the, it's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing what God does. And some of you, you just feel disconnected. You're not a part of anything. Well, this morning, my invitation is, why don't you just come into the family of God? And then after that, why don't you just come into the family of Church on the Rock? I think you're going to love it here. And I think you're going to see God move in your life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I, I want to just lead you in a simple prayer if that's you. There's nothing special about the prayer. What's special is what's taking place on the inside of you. And that's an internal commitment to walk with Jesus. And I promise you, I promise you, it'll be worth it. It's not always going to be easy, but it'll always be worth it. And here's the prayer. And I just want to invite you to repeat this prayer after me. I want you to say, dear Jesus, I give you my life. All of it. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. All that I am is yours. 
in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, can we give God some praise this morning? Some lives have changed. Amen, amen.